Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gen Z's Guide to Politics. I am your co-host, Rachel, and I'm so excited to be here today. I'm here with my other co-host, Pauline, and today we're going to be talking about some fun Christmas history. Christmas history of the USA. Gen Z's Guide to Politics. Here's a little quick history lesson about Christmas 2015. Pauline, do you remember Christmas 2015, the holiday time? How old was I? I was 13. I don't I don't know. I don't think we celebrated Christmas that year. When I was living with my biological parents, I don't think we celebrated. T, okay. 2015, American Horror Story and Tumblr were still thriving. If you're a Gen Zer or a millennial, you most definitely will remember this because in 2015, a little thing that we like to call the Red Cup controversy went down. So what is the Red Cup controversy? If you don't remember, Starbucks has these holiday cups, yes? And so they are called the Red Cups because every year they are usually predominantly red colored, you know, in Starbucks lore. These cups are holiday themed, right? But almost always they've been themed around Christmas specifically up until you know, basically the year 2014. They had had Christmas trees or like ornaments or snowmen or kids skiing or mitten, whatever. They've had Christmas stuff on them is kind of the point. And if you go back and look up like pictures of the cups, you'll see what I mean. During this time, there was also things like massive refugee crisis going on. There was a lot of issues with displaced Americans and houselessness. The Christians of America, when they heard about what was happening with the Starbucks Red Cups in 2015, they said, fuck the refugees, fuck the houseless, you know, fuck everybody. We need to crack down on these harlots and their Red Cups because Starbucks decided that they were going to do, instead of having a holiday cup that was covered in different uh, symbols and prints or words or whatever they decided let's just do a plain red cup you know she's chic she's stylish she goes from light to dark what some might call ombre also an iconic trend of the 20 teens let's be real everybody had ombre on their hair on their clothes and now the starbucks red cups right so they were like we're just gonna do a plain cup this year whatever and the christians of america oh my god who Let me tell you, they were not happy about it. So essentially, after Starbucks came out with these cups um, and everything, Starbucks, right, who is not a Christian company, right, there was a huge public outcry. And so the Christian clientele base was kind of shocked, appalled, shitting, pissing, and throwing up at the situation because they thought and felt that Starbucks was, quote unquote, erasing christmas and christianity hence christianity right oh oh wait wait minghoi minghoi i'll erase christmas (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) no but really though like i'm just joking it's fun but i like i like kwanzaa better when i was a kid i was so upset that i couldn't celebrate kwanzaa because i like it was celebrated by black people but i liked the way it sounded i used to my mom would call it christmas and obviously, Kwanzaa and Christmas are two very different holidays, but I'd be like, Kwanzaa! <laughs> you were like, get so it right, bitch. 
But yeah, so as we said, they felt as though Starbucks was erasing Christmas from not only their cup, but from the face of the United States. And so the reason that I thought that it would be good for us to talk about this right now and about this whole Starbucks shebang is because I feel like we're seeing a lot more of this and this kind of thought in political spaces. And I thought it would be good for us to identify it and talk about it a little bit and break it down, right? This idea of Christmas being erased or Christianity being like barred from being allowed in the public space, in the public sphere, right? And Starbucks's red cup controversy, right? This is like one example of that kind of thought, but I think it's important to talk about where else we can see it, right? So the whole fight over this Starbucks thing in 2015 started over a viral video with this guy named Joshua Feuerstein, or Feuerstein, I don't know which way to say it. So essentially in this viral video, Feuerstein, he talks about Starbucks and political correctness, and he's like, do you realize that Starbucks wanted to take Christ and Christmas off of their brand new cups? In fact, do you know that Starbucks isn't allowed to say Merry Christmas to their customers? Which is not true. Also, that was not a a true thing that they like were barred from saying Merry Christmas to people. But it is true that Starbucks switched these cups to be more holiday friendly and holiday inclusive because as Pauline was saying before, like there's Kwanzaa, there's Hanukkah, there's like a lot of different ways that people celebrate this holiday season at the end of the year Um, or even New Year celebrations. There's this store near where I live, and it's in the city. It's called New um, Saigon Market. But they are celebrating the New Year Festival soon, and they're selling mooncakes. I picked up mooncakes yesterday. I love the I love when the New Year Festival comes around and the, the Moon Festival comes around, because I always get to have mooncakes, and I love mooncakes. They're so good. Okay, side note. Does anybody remember the show on PBS Kids called Sagwa, and it was about a Siamese cat? And she she was a Siamese cat and she lived with all these other Siamese kitty cats and a big family. And they had a whole episode about like um, Asian New Year and they made mooncakes. And I was like, that looks so good. And they had this recipe that you could like print out from the website of PBS Kids and like make it at home or whatever. So yeah, let us know on our Instagram or TikTok if you guys remember that because Sagwa, PBS Kids 2000s icon. Anyway, that aside, so there's a lot of different ways that people celebrate the holidays. And again, Starbucks is a secular or non-religious based corporation. So they aren't like a Christian corporation. They're not Hobby Lobby uh, or Chick-fil-A or what have you. So but but the Christians, they they were like, no, this is God's Starbucks. So essentially, you know. Christians becoming like really upset about this and saying things like, oh, Christianity is being erased. That's not really, that's not true. And that's not productive. And it's a little bit silly. And we're going to talk about why. So what is that whole phenomenon called? It's called the Christian persecution complex or the evangelical American Christian, Christian right persecution complex. It goes under all those names. Note that last one specifically. Via Wikipedia, Christian persecution complex is the belief, attitude, or worldview that Christian values and Christians are being oppressed by social groups and governments in the West. So essentially, 
it's the belief that Christians are trying to be culture washed out of Western or, in our case, American, really, society. This thought, <laughs> this thought train, right? It has a car full of passengers and all of them are people who were mad about Starbucks's bleeding heart liberal holiday cups. And also, all of them are the annoying kid from the Polar Express. So that's how I imagine. <laughs> I hate that fucker. <laughs> all of them. All of them look like that. Um, are you getting the picture, Pauline? Am I painting a good picture? Yes, you are painting a wonderful picture. I'm so glad. So, <laughs> so essentially, this essence, right, and this idea that, you know, these people kind of get into their heads, it can come from a lot of different places, right? And there's a lot of different interpretations about when this kind of started historically in American society. But first, let's talk about, like, where it can kind of come from in this field of religion itself, right? Evangelical Christians, right, they are essentially people who are on the spectrum of Christian belief that are very aligned with, like, conservative, Republican political associations. And that's, like, a huge part of their identity. A lot of evangelicals you'll find, like, especially guys, cis men, they will run for office, like, positions of office, e.g., Jim Bob Duggar. Ew. But that's one example. Also his son, who we don't like to talk about here. Another example. So that's like a lot, a lot of evangelicals will take up that position. They're very traditional. They sort of stick to the more traditional, strict, conservative ideas of older translations of the Bible and everything. They're not your hippie Christian influencers, necessarily, you know, that like don't subscribe to modesty or purity culture. Like these are like very deeply entrenched in Christian ideology people. In the sphere of Christianity itself, a lot of scholars will say that in these renditions of the Bible that these people are using to read out of and to kind of base their life around they involve a lot of stories around suffering and martyrdom and self-sacrifice. One good example is like a lot of saints will have sacrificed a piece of themselves or will have suffered a lot to prove their love or their dedication to God, right? Evangelical churches stress scripture as the basis of your faith and using your own personal experiences or your own personal hardships to actively dedicate your life to Christ, using your pain and suffering to, you know, channel that towards your dedication and devotion to church, right? They should channel it into getting therapist. Very true. Very true. And I think, like, that's a good point, because when scripture, when the scripture they're using to base their entire lives around, right, is so patriarchal and strict, that becomes a problem, like, really quick. So, Examples we have, like, right, of this ideology from the Bible itself, as I said, stories about the saints and their lives often center around suffering. Another example from kind of like our culture and everything as well is the idea of the war on Christmas, which, you know, example, the Starbucks Red Cup controversy. That's an example. Christians essentially will bully secular retailers for making a non-religious choice or policy, which is, like, not cool. Also, 
you'll hear it a lot with politicians, especially Trump and kind of Trump's like cronies, like the people under his umbrella. They'll say things like, oh, people are trying to get rid of Christmas. They don't want to say Merry Christmas or like they want to get rid of Christianity in schools. They want to teach like XYZ that they aren't actually trying to teach in schools. Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're like huge proponents of this, right? Or even the idea of like prayer in schools. There's sort of like this refusal to acknowledge that even though Christianity is one of the, it's like the most common religion globally, right? Especially in America too. There's also kind of the refusal of these people to acknowledge the fact that the majority of political leaders as well as every president ever of the United States have been Christian, right? And I think a lot of people will sort of express that court rulings too, like same-sex marriage being allowed or uh, legal, right? They'll be like, oh, well, same-sex marriage being legal is like having my individual rights taken away from me. But you're just like sharing your rights you're not having them taken away like everybody gets rights like why are you upset about that it just doesn't add up the math is not adding up for me pauline you know that's how i feel about it the math is not mathing indeed Mm -hmm. it's interesting for sure because like i think we're seeing it more now with i think younger politicians that are coming into office they're kind of on like two spectrums two sides of the spectrum like i feel like they're either very much kind of like progressive and wanting to move in the kind of like better direction or they're like very right-wing kind of pandering to this like christian evangelical audience so why is it important for us to talk about the christian persecution complex i think it's important because we definitely are seeing it more in our everyday lives and while there's nothing wrong with being christian or celebrating christianity or having Christmas be the holiday you celebrate. I think that it's important that we don't have a religion become an overarching ideology when it comes to legal issues or like the law or the legal foundation of our country because not everybody would want to celebrate that religion. Like it doesn't make sense, you know? It does not. But we're so happy that you came to this episode today, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And yeah, we're so happy to have you. So more exciting Christmassy content to come. Holla and like holiday content because just like Starbucks, we're inclusive here. Yeah. Don't come for us Christian persecution complexers. With that being said, we're again thankful for all of you for tuning in. And we can't wait to see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Have a good night.